Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 319, and we are so happy to be here with you the day before the 50th anniversary. I can't believe it's actually here. No, I'm honestly so excited. It's like a kid at Christmas time. I don't even know what else to compare it to. Teachers before summer break. I mean, we have been hyping this up for such a long time. If you do not have a teacher in your personal life, like (laughs) close to you, you've never seen giddy like (laughs) teachers preparing for summer break. You think your kids are very excited? Teachers are 10 times more excited than the kids. It just comes with the territory. I will be your personal teacher friend go-to if that's what you need in your life. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's a next level excitement kind I of think feeling. Every single year, I think this is your sixth year teaching. Is that right? Yeah. Every year we like cap it off and you go have <laughs> a nice big margarita that night. That's how you kick off summer. Well, and then you have to sleep in until at least 10 o'clock. Wow. Just to get it all out of your system. Well, there will be no sleeping in this weekend. We're running on coffee and adrenaline and pixie dust and we're getting it all done. But if you missed the announcement this past week, the Disney Parks blog announced the Foodie Guide to the 50th Anniversary. They announced 150 food items. We will not be going through all of those today. Our approach is going to be we're going to compare it. They said that Walt was a big inspiration for a lot of these dishes. So we're going to talk about what Walt liked to eat and then dive into these 50th Anniversary Celebration. Sips and bites is what they call it. This was something that we were not initially planning on doing, but what was interesting is, of course, as soon as they sent this out, we were so excited to read the list. You know, it dominated the conversation for a majority of our night, just kind of going back and forth on what we really wanted to try, what foods we weren't that interested in. And then it always seemed to go back to, especially for me, well, if Walt liked it, then I want to try it or I want to eat it. And honestly, it just kind of got our wheels spinning like, well, would Walt have liked it? Or is this some sort of Disney marketing ploy? And that's when we decided we have to research it. Yep. So before we get into the meat of the episode, see what I did there? We have to say that this episode is made possible by our Patreon. Brand new Patreon. It is $5 a month. We only have one tier. We want to make it nice and simple and clean for you. There you're going to get bonus episodes, which we just dropped our very first bonus episode which was Patreon exclusive earlier this week. We hope everybody enjoyed it over there. And if you sign up, you can get the backlog. You can go back and listen to all that stuff and see all the stuff that we posted on Patreon before. There's been how-to videos. We've posted wallpapers for your phones and all kinds of other stuff that we're providing over there. And we'd love to have you join us. It goes directly to the cost of producing this show and letting us do more of what we love. And for that, we are so, so grateful. So, We'd love to have you check it out. It's patreon.com slash detour to Neverland. That's also linked down in our show notes below. So like I said at the beginning of this, we're going to start by going through a brief kind of synopsis and interesting stories that we found about what did Walt Disney, our hero, your hero, (laughs) what did he like to eat? Spoiler alert, Catherine, this is probably the most like Walt that you will ever be. And I will take it. I will take any similarities that I have to Walt Disney. Honestly, whatever it is, if it if it gets to be food, then Except I'm some of happy. The bad stuff, right. Well, yeah, there are a few things that I don't agree with, but at the end of the day, it seems like Walt was a I don't know if picky eater is the way that I would describe because it seems like he was just a man who knew what he liked and he stuck with it. And for that I can respect him. So it's described that he was a Midwestern boy with a Midwestern appetite. And so what they said is that basically meant meat and potato dishes is what he liked. 
And Lillian recalled that Walt liked basic foods, but he loved bold, italicized, <laughs> underlined, loved chili. Like of all the things. Okay. Someday, Brendan, if someone asked me, what is Brendan's favorite meal? What should I tell people? Probably that like, Brendan loved. Probably like a ribeye steak. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, okay. <laughs> um, like a good baked potato, all the toppings and no, you, seasoning. No, sir. You get to pick one thing. Walt loved chili. I thought it was like a meal. No, you're not composing your dream meal here. Oh. You get to pick the okay, one okay. food. Okay, I have it. I have it. I'm Peanut butter pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... Sadly, we talk about peanut butter pie a lot in our household, so I'm not surprised. And Catherine loved macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I could have predicted that. <laughs> I would have said Catherine loved starches. <laughs> well, that too. But I want to be specific, like my man Walt. And so he had this favorite mixture of canned chilies that he would eat often. He would eat this a lot of times sitting at his desk, or he would take it into the commissary and eat it there. It was two brands, which I wish we should have looked up. Are these brands still around? I will. Hold on. Just give me a second. Gebhards and Denison's. And what's funny about these is that Gebhards was a chili mix that had a lot of meat and very little beans. And Denison's was the opposite. It had a lot of beans and very little meat. So he said that when he mixed them, it had the perfect combination that he wanted. I was going to say, Walt and me must have this in common, big on ratios. You got to have the right bean to meat ratio. And again, I'm loving it. Gephardt chili is still around. Okay, very Let's good. Check on the other one. Then Denison. So while he's looking that up, the other thing that Walt liked to do with his chili, he ate it with a lot of crackers. So just your standard saltine crackers, but lots of them, not just a few but rumor has it that there were crackers everywhere in his pant pockets. He would often leave them in there after lunch. They were always found like on the tables. They even, we found like some pictures online where you could see the crackers on the table during his meals with different people because the man liked a lot of crackers. I can confirm Denison's is still around as well. It looks like Gebhard's has transitioned more into the seasonings, like chili seasoning, and not as much canned chili, but they are still a company. All right. I do want to make a note about chili right here. If We can take a little tangent. I'm ready. A lot of there, I, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but there are a lot of chili purists in the world. Particularly, I'm talking to all of our friends down in the Lone Star State in Texas who will say blasphemous things such as chili doesn't have beans, which point one, point A, Walt had beans in his chili. And that's the I'm only I'm going to stop you there. People think that there is such a thing as chili without beans. That is called ground beef and tomato <laughs> sauce. <laughs> No. Wow. I, I worked, I'm learning a lot today. I worked with someone and we had a chili competition in the fall. You know, everybody bring it in and you're <laughs> slow cooker and you try it and you and you know the company provided the toppings of the sour cream and this the Fritos great. and stuff. This guy was so mad that we weren't following like the international chili rules of that. People brought like white chilies and Oh, you got creative. And, it, you know, people had beans in it. And he, like you said, he bought, he brought basically a pot of beef stew. That's what it was. <laughs> with some chili seasoning on it. That's, I wonder if this is super common. I mean, maybe COVID and being in a pandemic has changed things. But yeah, in my middle school in Tennessee, there was always a yearly chili cook-off. We haven't seen that yet in Florida. I wonder if it's a regional maybe it thing. Doesn't, yeah, maybe it doesn't get cold enough here to have a chili cook-off. How funny. The other main thing that we have to talk about before we get into all the nitty-gritty details is that Walt was not a fan of spicy food. He liked everything to be very simple, rather plain as far as spice went. 
We even saw somewhere where the chili recipe that they had in the Walt Disney Studios, they changed it to be less spicy over time. So you could see, I think it was like, I'm not going to remember the exact date. It was like 1950 something where they went back and they changed the makeup of the chili to match what Walt liked. And that's where you and him differ. But that's still what they serve today. And I think that's pretty cool. So let's get into kind of some fun stories about Walt and some particulars about him and his eating habits. So a funny story revolves around Walt and eating dinner at home. So Thelma was their housekeeper and she would oftentimes, she would cook dinner for them or Lillian would cook dinner or they would work together to cook dinner. So one would cook the entree and one would cook the side dishes or dessert or whatever it might be. But they kept having this problem of that Walt would come home, he would eat dinner and he'd just kind of pick at it or he would complain about it. And he just really wasn't into what they were cooking for him. And his common excuse would be, oh, well, I didn't like the dinner because I had this same thing for lunch. And I guess Lillian kind of sniffed it out and kind of figured out that he was lying about it. And so she arranged that Walt's secretary was to call her every single day and report what (laughs) Walt had eaten for lunch so that she could call him out you know, if she serves spaghetti, then she could say, you didn't have spaghetti for lunch today. Like, <laughs> you didn't have that. So I thought that was pretty fun of a way that Lillian kind of sniffed it out. I mean, it is quite clever. And it did say that he was a big lunch eater. Like, maybe that was his main meal of the day. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it also. It's just that by the time he came home, maybe he wasn't super hungry. But I... I think that's hilarious. Just the go around. She must have heard that like one too many times. And it was kind of like, that's it. What are they feeding you for lunch? Like, How are you getting this every single time? And she was just very clever. Yeah. And it was also said that he oftentimes would want to eat a large lunch and a smaller dinner to go along with it. But it's also his appetite, you know, born in the Midwest, he would eat kind of those meat and potato type meals. But then coming into young adulthood, when he was really, you know, on the grind, wasn't making much money, he would a lot of times go to like lunch trucks or little convenient locations that were close to his work or somewhere that he could get a really cheap meal. So these are things like hamburgers, potatoes, grab and go sandwiches, things that he could eat very quickly and cheaply. And that kind of formed that simple appetite into adulthood. So do you want to go through a few of his favorites? I bet chili's on the list. Chili is at the top of the list. So we already established that he liked chili. Um, For breakfast, his ideal breakfast was described as eggs, toast, fruit juice, and maybe if it was a special occasion, some sausage. I wonder if it was a sausage link or a sausage patty because that's that's a deal breaker for me. Because you're a patty kind of person. I'm team patty. For lunch, he often just ate sandwiches, which is kind of what you mentioned, Brendan. Um, He had milk and coffee. The lunch was actually when he preferred to drink coffee. And of course, we know from our good friend, Matt, with Disney Coffee Blog, that of course, Walt Disney loved coffee. So that's something that we've picked up on recently. And I find it interesting that lunch was his ideal kind of pick-me-up time for well, that. Well, I think he would drink coffee with breakfast and lunch. I well, think he drank it pretty all much day. all day long. Yeah. But I also, what pers- What adult, there's not many adults who can still drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe, but maybe that's like an evolutionary thing that like our generation. We all have like. We're all lactose Stomach intolerant. problems. <laughs> yeah, but if I saw an adult drinking a glass of milk right now, I might throw up for them. <laughs> Sorry if that's, that's too a graphic. dramatic. <laughs> yeah. You were the biggest milk lover for a long time. I know. And it saddens me, but like, I can't, you, you can't even put milk in my coffee anymore. Get it away from me. <laughs> so that's a bit on us. Back to Walt. He liked fried potatoes, specifically like hash browns. He liked them to be pan fried. He was quite particular when it came to his hash browns. Although there's a funny story about that, and I don't know if you read the same thing as me, is that he 
raved about this coffee shop near him. Or that, like a diner. Yeah, like he loved their potatoes. And he's like, I love them so much because they're pan fried and all this stuff. And then they went back to see like where he was getting them. They weren't pan fried at all. They were cooked <laughs> on like a flat top and they were like hash browns. Hey, let the man think what he wants. He's Walt Disney for crying out loud. He can think whatever he wants. He liked hamburgers, which you already mentioned, Brendan. Hot cakes, aka pancakes. I just love that they called them hot cakes in the blog that we Such read. Such an old timey thing to do. How hilarious is that? Um, something called Western sandwiches. I don't know how a Western sandwich is any different than just a normal sandwich. Are you going to look it up? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're on that. He liked canned peas. Again, very specific. Hash, stew, roast beef sandwiches, chicken livers, and macaroni and cheese. A Western sandwich is also known as a Denver sandwich. It is a omelet sandwich between two pieces of bread. So eggs, ham cheese, that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, yes. Like a Western omelet on a sandwich. Okay, yes. Love that. There are tons of really great quotes from Lillian and from his kids through over the years talking about what he liked to eat because he was kind of, you you called me dramatic. I would say Walt was kind of dramatic about his food (laughs) as well because it seemed like he made a big spectacle if he didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and so his daughter, Diane Disney Miller, said that this is a she is quoting her mom here. So it says, Mother would say, Why should Thelma, reminder, that's the housekeeper, and I plan a meal when all Walt really wants is a can of chili or a can of spaghetti? So he just liked what he liked. What a guy. I respect that. As far as his least favorites, this is where things start to get a little interesting. He was not a big fan of vegetables. In one of the things that we read, he created like his own, you know, ideal menu, something that he would have left for Thelma. And it specifically said one vegetable per meal. And he had listed out a few examples of which vegetables were accepted. So he did talk about the canned peas. Corn made the list. Leaf spinach or stewed tomatoes were on the approved list of vegetables. He also did not like expensive cuts of meat, such as high-end steaks and things like that. And then sweets he was particular about. It was specifically mentioned that he did not really like cakes, but he preferred desserts of things that were a lot of fruit flavor. So he liked Jello. He liked uh, pies. Was it boysenberry pie was mentioned? Apple pies, lemon pies, tarts and things like that so he wasn't overly like chocolate and caramel and a lot of sugary stuff like we see now and what i will say is of course like walt would go out to fancy meals and obviously he did extravagant things so yes would he eat an expensive steak of course he would but it just seems like that wasn't something that he craved you know that wasn't something that he was asking for regularly from his wife or from Thelma, their cook and housekeeper. Well, yeah, and and everything I read kind of mentioned the same thing, is that he would play to the occasion. You know, if he's at a black tie event, he's going to eat a fancy meal. Because who wouldn't? One last little story or point, and then we're going to jump into the actual 50th food and how it ties back into all of this, is talking about the commissary at the Walt Disney Studios for all of the employees. So, All of the employees did have to pay for the meals at the commissary, but Walt made it a very specific point that they would only be charged basically at cost for their meals. And so they would not make a profit off of anything, but he also viewed that as he wanted to give them very high quality food that they would enjoy, that they could bring visitors in to eat with them as well. And so it wasn't just like a cafeteria. It was actually food that they looked forward to eating And like I said, he didn't charge them more than what he had to just because he could. And I think it's really cool that although Wall often did eat at his desk, he was seen eating in the commissary. So sometimes he would eat there with visitors, um, business associates, whoever it might have been. And as soon as I read that, something very specific stood out in my mind. And 
I don't know if this is like taboo now because of everything that happened, but my dad went to Penn State. I grew up a Penn State fan. Um, as a child, we would sing before bedtime every night, like the Penn State fight song. Like, I'm not kidding. It was a big thing. And one of my favorite stories that my dad told was that when he was a student eating in the cafeteria, Joe Paterno, the football coach, would come and eat in the cafeteria Cringe. with the students. <laughs> and it was like a big highlight. And I just felt like Walt gives that same vibe. Like if you saw him eating in the commissary, like how cool is that? That the the man, the head honcho, is eating with everybody else in the cafeteria. And I just thought it was fun. I really like that story. It's just so hard to get over Joe Paterno. I know. I told you it was a little cringy, but it was like a big deal growing up. And I thought it was so awesome. And it is sad. He- heroes do bad things too. Things that you can't justify, obviously. And then they're not heroes anymore. And then, yeah. And then they're not heroes anymore. And it's a whole thing. And your childhood was a lie. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot of baggage with that. That didn't mess you up at all, did it? No, we're fine. <laughs> But I just thought it was a a fun correlation. Okay. So the 50th anniversary food, it is spanned across all four parks and many of the resorts, including Disney Springs as well. And the first list that we want to go through is they have quite a few items that they specifically point out. This is Walt's favorite or Walt would have loved this basically Uh in so many words. And we want to share all those and give our best guess on, like you said at the beginning, is this a marketing ploy or would Walt have really enjoyed this meal? So the first one takes place at the Crystal Palace and it says Walt's favorites on the buffet. Bold statement. Chicken fried steak, New York strip steak, pork chops, and more. So I guess my first question is, how is that really different than what Crystal Palace normally serves? Um, they don't usually advertise it as Walt's favorites. <laughs> Which, so this one, I can't agree with the things that they're serving. A lot of those foods kind of checked out in some of the different lists that we read. Um, like we talked about, steak wasn't his ideal cut of meat, but you are at Disney and it's a buffet where you're paying a lot of money. So you probably expect to eat a steak, which is why I think it's included. But I do think it fits the bill. The chicken fried steak and the pork chops. I'll give it a green light. I feel like they are purposely vague on that one. They and the and more is kind of what gets me. <laughs> I'm going to need to see some jello on this buffet, people. Next item takes us over to Animal Kingdom. Not really what you think of when you think of Walt's favorite food, but this is at Restaurantosaurus and they have two options that both have Walt's favorite in the title. First is cheese fries with Walt's chili. Crispy fries topped with Walt's favorite chili and cheddar sauce. Okay. And the second is Walt's favorite chili on a foot-long hot dog. A foot-long hot dog served on a warm bun topped with Walt's favorite chili and cheddar sauce. I'm so glad I read the description because it really (laughs) added a lot to what we're talking about. Yeah, we needed that detail. The one thing I'll say about this is, you know, there are recipes out there for Walt's ideal chili recipe. So like when you say Walt's favorite chili, are we talking the chili restaurant? Or Or is it the same chili that they've had in there for a long time? Exactly. That's where I'm a little skeptical. I also think, you know, they're adding it to cheese fries and hot dogs because they're trying to make it more like a meal. But I feel like in this situation, if they're trying to highlight chili, why not just serve a cup of chili? I mean, I know that's not typically what you want to eat at a theme park, but do you really want to eat a chili footlong hot dog at a theme park? Like before you go ride dinosaur? Sometimes. Is that what anyone needs to eat? Sometimes. That's what I'm going to hold you to it. Well, let's not get carried away. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. This one seems more like a marketing ploy to me. I It's like a fun twist because we are talking about theme park food. But like I said, I would have rather just, just serve the chili. Yeah. Next item takes us over to the Hollywood Brown Derby. It is a filet mignon with Walt's hash topped with an egg, just the way Walt liked it, it says in parentheses. With an exclamation mark. So this would be interesting to really know what does it mean by expensive cut of meat? Because in my mind, 
a filet mignon is about the most expensive cut of meat that you can get. So, you know, maybe he'd eat this in a more formal setting, which would fit the bill for the Hollywood Brown Derby. So I can kind of get behind it. I guess I have to take them at their word that this is actually a meal that was just the way that he liked it. Yeah, it was the hash and the egg that I'll allow it. I'll give it the green light to say maybe they know what they're talking about here. And then the next one is at the Grand Floridian Cafe, which is the 50th anniversary vintage minis Brown Betty. Oh, God, I can't say that word. Profiterol. (laughs) That was awful. Oh, my gosh. It's Um, spelled profit. Er. Er Errol. Like a casserole. Profiterol. It's just like a fancy little. I'm going to read the description. It's a crunchy topped cream puff filled with one of Walt's favorite flavors of cinnamon spiced apples and Chantilly cream. So we were able to confirm that cinnamon spiced apples were a flavor that he liked. But the rest of it, I'm a little skeptical of if that would have been too fancy for him. Well, it's not necessarily the fancy that bothers me here. It is the sweet. Now, a lot of the foods on the 50th celebration menu are sweets. They're desserts. And that's pretty, you know, that's very common for these special occasions. Lots of cupcakes, cakes, you know, you name it, they have it. So that doesn't really bother me. I guess I like that they included the apple flavor because he did specifically mention apple pie. And that's the part that they're claiming is Walt's favorite, his favorite flavor of cinnamon spiced apples. So they're being very specific. And I can appreciate that. It was basically apple and lemon were like his two Mm go-tos. And boysenberry, which is so odd. Where do you get boysenberries? I don't even know. I've ne- I don't think I've ever had a boysenberry. Last one does not specifically say it's Walt's favorite, but this legitimately has him all over it. And this case takes place at Olivia's Cafe at Disney's Old Key West Resort, which if you're not familiar, is probably in our top three places to eat on property. Oh, we I love Olivia's. For breakfast, for lunch, all of the above. Brunch. <laughs> yes. It's a different menu. It is. But only on the weekends. Only on weekends, and it's awesome. So there they are serving a Spam Cheddar Biscuits with white gravy and drizzled with honey. So this hits like all of Walt's favorite things. He loved Spam, he loved Biscuits, and he loved honey. It's Yeah, again, that was one of the things that he specifically put on his ideal like menu list. Biscuits with honey. So as soon as Brendan saw this, he's like, I'm adding it. Because it does fit the bill. But they didn't say Walt's favorite on this one specifically. They missed an opportunity. They should have. They should have. The other thing that really stood out to us, we had fun kind of going through the menu and thinking things on the list that Walt would not eat for one reason or another. So again, if we have the mindset that he liked very simple food and he was not a fan of spice or sweets, there were a few things that stood out to us as being very overpowering so the first one is at the BR Guest Restaurant. And this one, we have some thoughts on it too. It's the Squid's Revenge drink, which is a Michelanda with a salt. <laughs> is that not how you say it? Yeah, well, you added an N in there, a Michelada. Michelada. You said a Michelanda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a Michelada is. This podcast should just be called, listen to Brennan and Catherine try to pronounce words that they <laughs> don't know about. them. It has a salted rim, and it's garnished with a charred octopus and cucumber. Now, our question is, is this real octopus? I think it is. How odd. Very odd. I mean, what? I feel like that doesn't even fit at the Be Our Guest restaurant. This is something that they should have put in, like, Coral Reef, which is kind of a sin in itself, serving octopus and a drink in an aquarium. But a little bizarre. So that, because it was a little out there, we said he probably would not enjoy. Casey's Corner had one that we thought was interesting. It was the 50th Celebration Hot Dog, which is an all-beef hot dog topped with strawberry bacon jam, crisp funnel cake pieces, and powdered sugar. That was just like a general, like, nobody's going to enjoy that, but Walt is included in that list, that (laughs) nobody is going to like that. Well, I think it's just overly sweet. He probably would have supported the hot dog. 
And then I don't even know what else they could have topped it with besides chili, which they already did at Restaurantosaurus. But it's too busy. Like he doesn't the, seem like a funnel cake guy. Well, that's just a lot. Like, I can't imagine powdered sugar is ever going to taste good on a hot dog. I'll, I'll, I'll be anxiously awaiting videos of watching people eat it. You know that's going to be something people, like, flock to just because it's going to be very Instagrammable. And it's going to be bizarre. People are going to want to see it, I feel like. I want to see it. I want to see this octopus drink, squid's drink, I should say. And then the last thing on this list of things that Walt would not eat from Tony's Town Square restaurant, the five alarm wings, which are wings tossed in a sweet and spicy heat served with ranch dressing. And it's just because of the heat. Yeah. Spicy is a no. Yeah. I know some people out there are Tony's haters. And whenever you just said Tony's Town Square restaurant, some people shouted in their car and they said, the whole menu. But... (laughs) What? <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, Tony's that was Town very Square, specific. <laughs> Tony's Town Square is very polarizing. It is. So we also each made a list of the five things that we are most excited to try from this list. And we specifically tried to not include repeats from each other's lists. Yeah, I made my list and then you, I guess, did you do any repeats? No, I did not do any repeats. my list is above yours, is what I'm saying. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. So do we want to ping pong this, or do you want to go through all five of yours? We'll ping pong it. Okay. This is my serve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First one on my list <laughs> is the Contempo Cafe. They are known for their legendary, extravagant, can't-be-beat peanut butter pie. It's so smooth and creamy It It is quite good. It has the perfect ratio of peanut butter to chocolate to crust and everything involved with it. It's slightly chilled. It is so good. For the 50th anniversary, they're doing a spin on it, and they're doing a peanut butter banana pie. A sweet tart shell filled with peanut butter mousse, a banana sauce topped with chocolate glaze and chocolate decor. Wow. Wow. If you're not aware, Brendan is the biggest peanut butter pie lover out there. Um, After, you know, I told you that the 50th anniversary food menu dominated our conversation for an entire evening. Part of that was talking about Brendan ranking all the different peanut butter pies that he's ever eaten and where they came from. And here we are today still talking about peanut butter pie. Peanut butter pie is. It's just the greatest treat. Ever. Closely followed by Reese's Pumpkins. Which <laughs> I couldn't ask for anything better. You're an addict. The first thing on my list comes from Magic Kingdom, from Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies, and it's the Uncle Orville Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow Sunday. I think this is probably one of the most fun things on the menu, and I feel like I would actually enjoy it. It's chocolate and vanilla soft serve, brownie pieces, hot fudge, and whipped cream with red, white, and blue sprinkles served in a little bathtub. You know, I'm really just here for the theming. Uncle Orville, we need Uncle Orville merch is what we need. Hey, you ask and they will provide. It's coming. I really, I would eat that with you if you're willing to share. I would share. It just seems fun. My next item takes us to the Boathouse, another one of our favorite Disney restaurants. And this is the Sweet Nostalgia Pineapple Upside Down Cake. Pineapple Upside Down Cake with Caramel Glazed and Chantilly Cream. So what I'm really hoping for here is a callback. This Ah. has come up a few times recently on the podcast, I think. I know exactly what you're going to say. Was the Upside Pineapple Upside Down Dole Whip that they used to serve in Magic Kingdom. It was heavenly. And I'm hoping... This is similar to it. It'll give us a little piece of that that we've missed. Yeah, this is a good one. The next one on my list, still at Magic Kingdom Park, but on the outdoor kiosks. I couldn't pick just one, so I kind of cheated here, and I kept both of them because I know eventually I'm going to have to eat both. It's the Dumbo Churro and the Royal 50th Churro. So the Dumbo Churro is, I think, the one that's most interesting 
It's rolled in peanut dust and served with chop it. My goodness. Chocolate dipping sauce in a Dumbo-themed churro bag. And then the 50th churro has strawberry sugar drizzled with marshmallow cream and shimmer sprinkles. I just want that Dumbo-themed churro bag. I know. Doesn't that sound fun? I'm going to go ahead and say it now. If I see one Dumbo churro bag on eBay, I'm going to lose my mind. You're going to riot? Just like everybody sold those uh, Splash Mountain Ziploc bags. See, the only thing about that is that you can kind of preserve it. I feel like if you are given a churro in a Dumbo bag, how can you resell the Dumbo bag that was once used for a churro? And it has peanut dust in it? Exactly. I don't know. That's just asking for problems. I'm just saying. Peanut allergies out there. Hopefully this isn't an issue. Hopefully we don't see any of these things, but... I'm just saying people are crazy. People are crazy. Next on my list comes from the Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge, also found at the Oasis Canteen, Sunshine Day Bar, and Animation Bar. These are all places in Hollywood Studios, by the way. And it is the Shimmer Over the Moon. It is a cocktail with apple pie moonshine, amaretto, falernum. I have no (laughs) idea what that is. Sounds like a... What's the cat from Captain Marvel? A flurkin? Yeah, flurkin. <laughs> Pineapple juice and club soda. <laughs> now you've messed me up. Help. <laughs> club soda served with a souvenir glow cube. We need to start speaking slower. We've reached that point of the night. Okay. The next one on my list comes from Epcot Sunshine Seasons, and it is the mini chocolate bunt cake. So it's a mini chocolate bundt cake with chocolate ganache, sprinkles, and icing dusted with an iridescent shimmer, and it has a little anniversary, like, garnish pendant. We have shared six now, and they have been five desserts and a drink. Okay, but the thing is, we mentioned this before, it's very heavily desserts, because I was purposely trying to go through and find things that were not desserts, and all the ones that were the most appealing to me, you already had on your list. Oh. And that's where we ran into some problems. I see. I mean, you a, a good bunt cake is hard to beat. And this one, it did actually look very good. So I did try to actually pick the desserts that were the most appealing to me. Like I didn't just pick a cupcake, like a vanilla cupcake, which they did have some, just like vanilla cupcakes. Where do you think at sunshine seasons they will serve this? Will it be in one of the coolers in the middle? Or do you think they will actually make it and hand it to you? I would have to assume it's just going to be in a cooler. Dang. Because I feel like that's typically how it is at these like resorts and different places. You know, they don't make the cupcake back there and like ice it for you before they hand it to you. I kind of, I envision like a Starbucks kind of thing, like with their treats. Next one on my list has been taking over the internet. I don't know if you guys have seen this going on. It's gimmicky, but I'm completely here for it. And it is from Friar's Nook in Magic Kingdom, the Toad Burger. A callback to Mr. Toad, it is a brat burger, which right off the bat, I have no idea what that means. Like, is it a burger made of bratwurst? Maybe. You used to eat a burger. I don't even remember where it was in Nashville. Um, What was it called? The Burger Place? Oh, Burger Republic. Yes, where they combined hamburger meat and sausage. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're doing here. Yeah. Uh, that was called the Fenway, that burger was. So this sounds kind of similar. Yeah, so brat burger served on a bun with lettuce, tomato, pickle, and American cheese. But the coolest part of this is, the presentation, and this is what I want to see, actually how they present it to you, is the pickle is hanging out of the burger, and then they put two little olives on the top, so it actually looks like a toad. What? Yeah. I have not seen that. Oh, it's on the uh, foodie guide. Oh my gosh, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to have to look at this next. It's the second little cluster of pictures if you want to scroll down on there. Oh, okay, I will be looking. The next one on my list, so this is my non-dessert option. I went with our what we already spoke about earlier, Olivia's Cafe, Spam Cheddar Biscuits, White Gravy, and Honey. I feel like I would be willing to give it a try because I trust Olivia's. Everything we've ever eaten there has been good. And like we mentioned, this is truly something that Walt would have enjoyed. 
So I feel like it's worth a try. Even if we get it to split it and then I still get to have my eggs, Benedict, crab cake, everything that I love, I would be willing to try this. Has Catherine ever eaten Spam? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I've never. Have you ever eaten Spam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Like, (laughs) you ate a lot of Spam? Not a lot, but like a substantial amount. (laughs) (laughs) That's shocking. I don't picture your family being the kind of people to buy Spam. I think, unless I have like false memories, I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, I believe you. That's fun. I wish my fifth one was cooler because it's, again, something we've already talked about, but it's the filet mignon with Walt's hash topped with an egg from the Hollywood Brown Derby. And I think this is like steak and eggs is like the way to my heart. So I'm interested to know how the egg is cooked. Like, is it over easy? Is it, I don't know what it is. Probably like you get to choose the temperature. I would have to assume But I've been looking for an excuse for us to go back to Hollywood Brown Derby. We haven't been there in 10 years. We haven't been since 2011. It's been a while. So I'm ready to go back, and I think this could be the menu item that gets me through the doors again. I'm here for it. The last thing on my list, totally gimmicky. I do not think it fits the theme of the 50th anniversary at all. I just think it's hilarious and so, so fun. From from Terra Casina in Disney Springs, the chocolate pignata. What? It is a chocolate shell filled with cajita mousse, tender cake, which is infused with whiskey and vanilla, crumble of chipotle bacon, candied orange, and Maria cookies. So is it shaped like a pig? Yes. Why? I don't know, Brendan. I don't know. Because in no, in nothing that we read was Walt like pig obsessed or like pork <laughs> obsessed. You know what I mean? Like bacon wasn't his go-to breakfast item. It would have been sausage. So I really don't know what it is. I think it's just This cute is just Frontier Casino like had this idea and they wanted an excuse to try it out. Yeah. I mean like the pinata. Okay. Yeah, that's fun because it comes with a mallet. You break it open. We've seen that done in other places before. I just don't understand the pig. Yeah. This reminds me of that. It's a chain. What's the place that we went for your birthday? That uh, Don Julio? No, that's a tequila company, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like having these chocolate pinatas where you break it open, it's very Instagrammable. It's super fun. It says it serves two people. It could probably honestly serve more than that. So I think it is like a fun celebration item. It's just, it's in the shape of a pig and it's called a pig, pignata. I mean. I mean, it's hilarious. It also serves too. So I guess I'm signing up for it as well. Oh, you are. I'm definitely going and we're definitely eating it. Frontier Casina is underrated. It's, it is. It's good. We've really enjoyed it. We've only been there once, but we've ever since we've been, we've talked about wanting to go back. So the last thing that we prepared to talk about for you guys today is we took our own crack at creating a 50th anniversary food item to put onto the menus that would be a good representation of Walt. So mine is going to take place at 50s Primetime Cafe. 50s, Walt was around. It's perfect. And one of the stories that we read online was that Walt a lot of times just liked to eat a simple TV dinner, get out the tray, put his food up there and eat it in front of the TV with the family. And so I am doing a TV dinner at 50s Primetime Cafe with a special serving tray that has some significance to Walt. Like maybe characters from that era are pictured on there, but only one vegetable allowed served with some cornbread or something or a biscuit a biscuit, And then maybe a choice of like the meatloaf or the fried chicken. So maybe not a new menu item for 50s Primetime Cafe, but taking their existing menu and putting it into this TV dinner, I think would be cool. I think that was so fun. That was a great one. I definitely think they should have that. Thank you. Um, What I was thinking is there is, we always say it, there's a big lack of breakfast when it comes to 
these specialty menus are honestly just meals and Disney in general. So I would have loved to see a breakfast meal or offering based off of his favorite. So I originally said it needs to be a breakfast sandwich with like some toast, eggs, sausage, and I don't know if gravy would be fitting here, but it's going to need some sort of sauce, but nothing spicy. And then I've started to pivot. As soon as you read about the Western sandwich, I decided in Frontierland for breakfast, we need a Western sandwich. I'm down. It would be so perfect. I mean, that's something in theory they could actually prepare beforehand and just keep under the heater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a big spectacle. Just like they do with like the shawarma and things like that. Yeah. Prepare it and then just serve it just for breakfast. One menu item that is not on the foodie guide for the 50th anniversary. I like yours, by the way. Thank you. I wanted Thank to give you, you positive affirmation. <laughs> I like your choice. One food item that is worth mentioning that we will be trying as soon as we possibly can is, is there is a 50th anniversary spring roll added to the spring roll cart in Adventureland. So previously they just had the pepperoni pizza spring roll and the buffalo chicken spring roll. And then that the spring roll cart has the most random operating times out of any location I've ever seen in Disney World. It's more random than like Tortuga Tavern, which I haven't seen that open in. Which hasn't been open in like two years. years. (laughs) Um, But the 50th anniversary spring roll, if you haven't seen it already, it is pastrami with pepper jack cheese and you dip it into a mustard sauce. Now, I'm not a fan of mustard, but I'm still going to get it because. I hope it's it's like a honey mustard, maybe. I would like that. Or like a whole grain mustard or something like a. Just not yellow mustard. Like, yeah, I'm, I know. I I agree. It needs to be like a fancy, an elevated mustard. But that kind of sounds very Walt too, because that's kind of sticking with like the sandwich, simple meat and cheese and bread. I think he would have found that fun. And then I think at all of the locations on the on the drink taps, they need to just serve milk. Everybody has to drink a glass of milk like Walt. Oh my gosh, no. Maybe coffee on tap everywhere. Everyone needs to start their day with some coffee on Friday. I think, I think, I bet you could find a few friends in line for Starbucks on Friday. Or the better option, Joffrey's. That's where we'll be. Preferably at the TTC location if they're open. 100% at the TTC location. So we hope you loved our breakdown of what Walt loved to eat and the foodie guide and preparing you for the 50th anniversary foods, talking about what Walt would have liked, what he maybe wouldn't have liked, what we're excited for. We want to hear from you guys. What are you most excited to try? So all of these will be around for 18 months. So there's no rush. There's no scramble of something you have to do immediately to get all these things. And they could add things over the next 18 months as well. So maybe they're going to hear our food options and add it to the menu. Maybe so. Like the spring rolls, that was something that was not part of this foodie guide, but we know it's coming so I think there's going to be more offerings available at the same time. But just so you guys know, our schedule for the next little while, we're going to be pretty 50th base still. So Early next week, we're going to give you a complete rundown of our weekend in the park. So that's going to include us going to Space 220, seeing Harmonious, being in Magic Kingdom on the 50th, seeing Enchanted. Enchantment. We keep saying Enchanted. Oh. It's Enchantment. I really thought it was Enchanted. We looked it up today. I'm going to double check. The new fireworks show in Magic Kingdom and everything else we get into. So we're going to do almost like a trip report type of thing. Even though we're not going on a trip. but I mean, it's going to be an all-day occasion. It's going to feel like a trip. So we're going to break all of that down. And then the next thing for storytelling that we want to do is a breakdown of all of the previous, well, not every single one of them, but the significant previous anniversaries and celebrations for the Magic Kingdom. So just talk about things that they did. If this year, if they you know, paid homage to any of the things in the past. So we'll do a complete storytelling breakdown on that is in the works. Anything else? 
No, I think that's it. It is enchantment, by the way. Enchantment. I'm going to mess that up. Oh, well, we already have. I know we've already called it enchanted several times, but that's okay. We're all learning. It was a good run, happily ever after. In with the new. Wow. You're not really one for change normally. I'm not, but they already took away wishes and, you know, we already hashed through my other childhood issues today, so... We're just moving forward. <laughs> Have you seen the, it's like a TikTok and a reel where people talk about like, you know, they're scared of something and then someone will be like, oh, first time. And they'll say, <laughs> no, not my first time. It's a horrible reenactment of it. But it's like, wishes fans be like to the new happily ever after fans like, oh, first time losing something that you love. <laughs> like, no, this isn't my first time. That's how it feels. So a um, couple things. We would love if you would check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Detour to Neverland. Go check it out. See what the benefits are. See if it's something that you would be interested. We'd love to have you over there. And then the other thing, if you could take a few moments and leave us an iTunes review, it is absolutely the best way to help the show grow and continue to be pushed to new people so we can get new friends in here to listen to the show. We would really, really appreciate both of those things. So thank you so much for listening. We hope if you are in the parks this weekend that you have an absolute blast. If you are staying home, that you get all of the live streams and content and stuff that you need to get you through. And we're so excited to celebrate 50 years of Walt Disney World. So we will talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon. <laughs>